Welcome to the revolution. Hello and welcome to Red Pill Revolution. My name is Austin Adams and thank you so much for listening. This is episode number 42 of the Red Pill Revolution podcast and I appreciate you very, very much. Thank you so much for listening. The episode today is going to be about the breaking news of Queen Elizabeth II's passing at age of 96, leaving the throne to her son, Prince Charles. Uh, so we will be discussing that, but really this led me down quite the rabbit hole, <laughs> thanks to Vice News, who linked an article within this article, um, which was QAnon is losing it over the Queen's death, which led me, led me down another rabbit hole. <laughs> and that led me into another one, which was the top 15 conspiracies surrounding the royal family. And so that is what today's episode is going to be discussing. So we will touch on the death of Queen Elizabeth. There's really not much information to discuss there yet. There hasn't been anything that's come out, but we will touch on that. And then we will move almost immediately into the conspiracy aspect of this, because that's a little bit more interesting to talk about. So thank you so much for listening. If you could go ahead and hit that five star review button for me. If you're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're at, unless you're driving a vehicle above a certain speed range that makes it unsafe. And even if you are, never mind, just go ahead and hit that subscribe button for me so I don't have to, I don't know, get into legal trouble. Um, so thank you so much. It's a little, little square, a little circle on that, on that phone that you're looking at right here, right now. Click it for me, subscribe. I appreciate you so much. Head over to redpillrevolution.substack.com. Go ahead and join the Substack, which you can also do directly at our website, redpillrevolution.co. Oh, again, thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to Red Pill Revolution. My name is Austin Adams. Red Pill Revolution started out with me realizing everything that I knew, everything that I believed, everything I interpret about my life is through the lens of the information I was spoon-fed as a child. Religion, politics, history, conspiracies, Hollywood, medicine, money, food, all of it. Everything we know was tactfully written to influence your decisions and your view on reality by those in power. Now, I'm on a mission. A mission to retrain and re-educate myself to find the true reality of what is behind that curtain and I'm taking your ass with me. Welcome to the revolution. Hello and welcome to Red Pill Revolution, episode number 42. I appreciate you so much. As I've already told you, we are going to dive right into it. Queen Elizabeth II has passed away at the age of 96. Now, she is the longest standing queen in history, uh, having a reign of almost 70 years, or I believe just hit 70 years. Um, so it says that she celebrated her platinum jubilee. I don't exactly know what that is. Kind of sounds like a, I don't know, a 90s 
or maybe even an 80s punk rock band, but she celebrated her Platinum Jubilee <laughs> and then passed on. It also says that she recently uh, accepted the resignation of Boris Johnson about a week ago and the outgoing prime minister uh, and involved invited Liz Truss to form a new government. I don't know what that means to form a new government. That seems like quite the extreme you know, thing to say, just, you know, go ahead and just form yourself a new government real quick for us. <laughs> One thing that's come out of this um, is that a lot of people are finding out that there's like these uh, realms, I think they call them. I don't know. I don't I don't know much about this uh, structure, but apparently uh, there was been some articles that have been coming out that basically says that anything that they basically they own all of Australia, they own like the Commonwealth, I guess, the Commonwealth realms. Um, it's an interesting conversation to bring up there. I don't know enough about it to really dive into it. But it seems like they own a, a lot of the countries, including Canada, as being a part of just, we obviously knew that, part of the royal governance. But to the extent, it's kind of weird to see how, how far their their hands reach into other, other governments. Um, but anyways, that led me immediately down in the rabbit hole because to the right of this article by Vice, there was another article, <laughs> which I obviously had to click on. And it said, QAnon is losing it over the queen's death. So QAnon is losing it over the queen's death. Interesting. So let's read what they have to say about that. It says, despite spending years claiming she already had been executed, QAnon on Thursday openly celebrated the news of Queen Elizabeth's death. May she burn in hell for eternity, one QAnon account on Telegram wrote, moments after the Queen's death was announced. So happy the evil witch is dead, another wrote. For years, the Queen has been a central figure in the QAnon conspiracy as part of a cast of elites who followers believe are operating a child sex trafficking ring that traverses the globe. Ooh, a conspiracy where, I don't know, maybe a royal family member like her son was found on Epstein's island and holding a underage girl in a picture with him in several occasions. Mm, what a weird QAnon conspiracy that the royal family would have anything to do with child sex trafficking rings. How, what? How do they even have that in this article here that they're even questioning that? That's without a doubt factual. Prince Andrew was found to be on the flight logs, was found to have pictures with Virginia Garoff, who was being uh, interviewed um, during the Ghislaine Maxwell trials, was one of the only people to be interviewed. And there's literally pictures of him with his arm around her. So 100%, the royal family, in one sh way, shape, or form, whether it's just Prince Andrew or it goes deeper than that, um, was absolutely a part of a international child sex trafficking ring. That is indisputable. We know that for a fact. And we also know, sorry about the timing on this, but the queen covered for him. The queen basically like told him to hide away as a result of all of this. And, and there was, there's been nothing brought against him as a result. Why? Because he's a part of the royal family. So the fact that they're even bringing that up here, completely tone deaf to the idea that court documents revealed that Prince Andrew was there. Oh, and by the way, the same Virginia Garuff that he paid off in a, a court settlement. I probably need to look that up. I'm fairly positive. Prince Andrew paid her off in a settlement, um, just like several others, I believe. I'm, I may be mistaken on that. So uh, completely speculative. Don't take my word for gospel. But I believe in the, that case, uh, Prince Andrew did pay off Virginia Garuff in a court settlement. Um, so anyways, this article continues to go on and says that in the hours before her death, some referenced, uh, in the hours before her death, some referenced wild QAnon conspiracies about the queen participating in satanic rituals and drinking the blood of children. They're preparing the black mass and baby Buffett, buffet, Buffett, 
like just a small Warren Buffett laying on the table, a baby buffet as we sit here, adding, I think you'll find she's already gone, which I guess there's another conspiracy that she had already been killed for something, executed or something crazy like that. I don't know. Now, obviously, they're correct, absolutely, about the royal family, even if it's just Prince Andrew having some relation to Epstein and this international child sex trafficking ring. We know that, factual, 100%. But... It goes at another echoed the statement or the sentiment that the queen has been. Now, obviously, they probably found the most ridiculous statements that they could find for clickbait here. So, you know, I'm sure there's some wild accounts saying some wild things. Uh, but anyways, it goes on to say that on the Great Awakening, a QAnon message board, users have shared similar conspiracies. She died several months ago. Remember, she went through a transition or whatever. That was the embalming process. CGI and body doubles are in place. <laughs> It's funny how the QAnon stuff, they like, everything's so factual and it's like almost in like a expedited military way of saying things. Like <laughs> It says that others push for the even more fantastical claim that the queen was merely a computer generated image, a conspiracy that QAnon has also pushed about President Joe Biden since he took office last year. Yeah, that's a kind of a wild one. Um, she has been CGI for a while now. Wonder why it is being announced now. One Telegram user wrote over a QAnon message board. Well, another user wrote that about a picture released last week of the Queen shaking hands with the newly elected Prime Minister Liz Truss. That old lady doesn't even look like the Queen, lol. Now, there's been conversations like that about Joe Biden because there's so many weird pictures, and I don't know if they're doctored, but y'all can find them. There's all these pictures out there of Joe Biden with different earlobes. There's one variation of Joe Biden who has earlobes that are connected, and one variation of Joe Biden where his earlobes are not connected. Now, I don't know what to make of that, but there is some very interesting CIA videos and documents that you can go read on where they show these like body double suits. Now, again, that doesn't have to be that Joe Biden's dead and that he's a CGI. It could be that maybe there was a high profile situation and there was some type of threats and maybe they do a body, body double with a mask. But I would hope if there was a real Joe Biden body double and they were bringing somebody on that that individual would at least be able to complete a sentence. Hmm, maybe just a thought. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, you, you think that they could do better with them. Maybe they could do a, a, a mind double too and just put somebody else in there that can finish a sentence and at least give us a glimpse of hope because we know he's not making any real decisions. Anyways. All right, moving forward. It says that a number, another member of the forum said, maybe that's the cleaning woman, <laughs> but that isn't the woman who has been playing the queen. The queen has been a central figure in the QAnon conspiracy from the very beginning. On November 5th, 2017, a week after the first Q drop was posted on 4chan, the anonymous author of the Q drops referenced the monarch, saying, who is the queen of England? How long in power? With power comes corruption. What happened to Diana? Now that's one conspiracy is the Princess Diana conspiracy. It's like something to do with the roads that she died on, um, the, the vehicle. Like there's all these weird little, uh, weird little um, references in like the, the road that she died on, The something about the moon. I don't know. We'll, we'll probably see something on it in this episode because I have a few different articles up that are talking about these things. So um, it says that the... Um, it goes on to say, what happened to Diana, the author wrote, going on to call her evil, corrupt, and a part of a secret society. The queen next surfaced with the QAnon world in 2019. Then members of the conspiracy movement claimed that the queen was ex executed following a military tribunal because she had Princess Diana murdered after Diana learned of a blackmail scheme involving convicted pedophile Jeffrey Epstein. Wow, when did Princess Diana die? 
that's a good question, right? And like, that would be pretty wild to like, if there was, I mean, I guess he was doing that for a fairly long time. Um, when did, let's see if we can find this out here. 25 years ago. So 1997. So that would be pretty much in line with how long Jeffrey Epstein has been doing this. Um, so I mean, we, the, the whole blackmail idea with Jeffrey Epstein is not a new idea. It's not this like crazy, crazy off the wall conspiracy. There was all these talks about thousands of videotapes that they took from Epstein Island, right? There was all of these talks about all of the evidence that they took. And why would you be doing that? Why, why in the first place are you peddling children to elites with lots of money? You know, for money, you could say for one thing, obviously, but also because you're just a sick individual for two things and for three things you know, you're not going that long for 25 years doing such a horrific thing to high profile people without being tracked or at least utilized by the FBI or some type of agency, I would maybe think. I don't know. So it goes on to say that the queen next surfaced with the QAnon in 2019. Oh, we just read that. Bad news from the zanier corners of QAnon. Queen Elizabeth II is dead. This was written by Travis View on Twitter. Naturally, the queen was executed following a military tribunal because she had Diana killed after Diana learned of Epstein's blackmail scheme. And then it has these pictures uh, showing these like QAnon accounts. It goes on to say that QAnon has also pushed aspects of an older conspiracy theory about the Anunnaki or reptiles. <laughs> wow, this article is getting in there. The Anunnaki. The Anunnaki, if you don't know that, is like kind of this idea behind like the, the um, well, anyways, let's read it. I'll, I'll, we'll walk into it. Um, so it says that the Anunnaki is basically like this like secondary species that came here back in like the times of the pyramids or even before. And were the reason that we were given technology and these types of things. And um, they're this like reptilian uh, creature that's sentient and intelligent and has some type of like special powers. So, um, so that's, that's your synopsis of the Anunnaki. <laughs> I'm sure there's much more to it than that. Um, it says these supposed reptiles, including George Bush, Harry Kissinger, former president, Bill Clinton, and former secretary of state, Hillary Clinton, Bob Hope, and Queen Elizabeth, a claim many within the QAnon community referenced in comments on Thursday, not much longer for Queen Lizard. All right, so let's move on from this. Although it is, I guess we got a couple little little spots left here. So it says, let's go. It's all in the plan. Be ready. That's that's another thing about the QAnon stuff that like it just just it's so hard to to not mock when they're like, oh, this is the time. This is when it's all gonna happen. You know, I get it. There's been some crazy stuff going on, and and Trump's uh, wild caricature of himself is like pretty, pretty interesting. And it seems like there has to be some deeper thing going on, but to keep waiting, like, you know, the, the Trump and Jesus are working together to unite the world against, you know, it's, it's, it's a very far reaching movement to say the least. Uh, so, um, it says 10 days of like, I, I, I'm not even going to give that the time of day, but it's, it's pretty wild stuff. Now there is very much legitimacy to several of these theories, including Princess Diana, including the uh, Epstein. Obviously, that's 100% factual. Um, and the Anunnaki is like a very interesting conversation historically and conspiracy world. So maybe that's that's a deeper dive, a whole episode into what the Anunnaki is. Um, but let's go ahead and read this next part, which goes on to talk about the most bizarre royal family conspiracy theories. All right, starting with number uh, one here, which is going to be that Meghan Markle is a U.S. sleeper spy. 
after Paul Bettany appeared on The Tonight Show and told Jimmy Fallon his theory that Meghan Markle was a U.S. sleeper spy, the internet just hasn't been able to let it go. According to Vanity Fair, the actor said back in 2018 that I think Meghan Markle might be a sleeper agent for the U.S. government. The dad doing the photos thing, it's like a false flag event. I think the CIA is involved, everybody. I think Pierce Morgan's involved. <laughs> Pierce too? It can't be, says the article. <laughs> the, the rumor is still going around the internet with fans of the Duchess taking some things a step further after twitchy editor Greg Polowitz suggested Archie could go on to be the president of the United States. Now, that would not be that, uh, very far from the, some of the truths here, because there's another deeper conspiracy here, that there's this royal bloodline of families. Now, that's not too far-fetched when you understand that the queen was married to her cousin, her cousin, right? And there's this whole idea behind keeping their bloodline pure, which is why there's so many incestuous relationships within the royal family. Right. So that's the the whole idea behind that. And then you start to bring in things like, uh, you know, the um, so. So what basically what it goes on to say here is that Prince Harry's kids will be American. So, OK, let me go back to that last thought. So there's basically 42 of 46 presidents allegedly have some type of connection to each other in their bloodlines. Like if you go back a few little ways on the the tree, uh, the family tree of Barack Obama, you will find George Bush on there, allegedly. You will also find basically almost every president ever, like 42 presidents, allegedly, according to this family tree document that was created, is related in one way, shape, or form. Now, I have not verified it by going and creating my own ancestry tree, uh, but it's a very interesting theory. So that's where that whole idea comes into play, where, you know, uh, what is it? Archie is the name of their child is going to eventually become the president because it would work into that bloodline relation uh, in the the whole royal bloodline way of doing it, which is, you know, putting people into power who have these these certain traits who are a part of certain families that has been going on for a very long time, allegedly. <laughs> um now, let's move on to the next one, which is that the royals are extraterrestrial shape-shifting Illuminati reptiles. <laughs> Says the infamous conspiracy theorist David Icke has long believed and talked up his Illuminati theory that the world is ruled by a secret society made up of the royals and political and business leaders. That's could not be closer to the truth, honestly. That's the truth, is there is absolutely secret societies. There always has been. You go back and you look at, uh, you know, the... Um, the time our, our country was founded, it was founded by Freemasons, 100% founded by Freemasons, right? And, and the Illuminati was a branch off of the Freemasons, and, and the Freemasons were a branch off of the Knights of Templar. So there's absolutely powerful groups of people that have existed for hundreds of years, right? You cannot argue against that. That has always been going on. There has always been secret societies since the at least the Knights of Templar. And even prior to that, I believe there was a, a the Knights of Templar came from, um, there, there's a whole kind of splitting branch down in it historically. Um, but I believe it, the, the Knights of Templar was one of the very, very first ones that started and branched into Freemasonry even later, which is pretty wild. Um, so there, there is absolutely royal 
families that are a part of these things like Bohemian Grove and, you know, which Alex Jones exposed completely. He did a whole documentary on it, right? He went in and like snuck into Bohemian Grove, which is all these weird multi-billionaire corporate owners and political elites and um, like presidents that have, have signatures of them being on this weird little Boy Scout camp where they light this owl, which is allegedly a effigy, some type of like sacrifice, this like, uh, you know, straw owl, not a real owl. Um, but it, it used to be based on some type of uh, ritualistic way of, of burning some type of being. Um, so that is absolutely truth and factual. That has also been uh, been proven to be true with Bohemian Grove. So backed up. This is not that crazy. Like it sounds so wild when you condense it to a sentence, but then you break these things down and you look at the groups and the societies that have been around for hundreds of thousands, like hundreds and thousands of years separate words. Um, it's, it's very factually correct in this case. Now, the, the part about extraterrestrial shape-shifting Illuminati reptiles, I'm not 100% on, <laughs> but, <laughs> but the, uh, you know, um, the social groups that are made up of the most powerful people in the world is absolutely a thing. David Icke goes on to say that he has proof to back it up. I haven't traveled. I have traveled and been to 50 countries and researched it. He once said in an interview, it took the form of meeting people who tell of experiences of seeing people often in positions of power change from human form to reptilian form and back again in front of their eyes. Now, uh, also there's been whispers of some document, uh, that was, or, a. a, a I don't remember if it was like an email or, or some letter that was found uh, from Princess Diana surrounding this that was kind of like played down, I believe. And then to, to go on the backs of the whole weird reptilian alien Illuminati thing, we'll, we'll get on that in a second. Um, there's a CIA document talking about the consistent views of these reptilian beings. Um where they explained that they take over human bodies from CIA documents from remote viewing, which we've done a whole episode on remote viewing in these CIA documents. So um, we'll actually look at that in just a moment. So it goes on to say that I have traveled. Uh, we just talked about that. The hybrids became demigods. Um, so it says that these people are basically taken over by these like shadowy reptilian spirits. <laughs> it says that they're often in positions of power, changed from human form to reptilian form and back again in front of their eyes. The hybrids became demigods, part human, part God. They were obviously perceived as gods. The hybrid bloodlines were the ones that became the royal families of the world. In Chinese empires, they claim the right to be emperor because they have descended from serpent gods. It is all founded on the myth of dragon, and they all came from the reptilian connection to justify the right to rule. He goes on to explain the obsession of interbreeding among royals and marrying someone close to the family to hold the genetic structure, which we talked about before. Are you also thinking about the fact that Queen Elizabeth and Prince Philip are second cousins right now? The article asks. <laughs> yes. Yes, we are thinking that. Um, look at the ancient texts and in the Bible, he said. Do you really think that the snake in the Garden of Eden was really a snake? According to The Guardian, around 12 million people in the United States also believe that interstellar lizards in people suits actually rule the country. That's quite a bit of people. <laughs> now, let's go ahead and look at this remote viewing document from the CIA because I find this to be quite interesting. Correlations. So, remote viewing. If you need the synopsis of the remote viewing, basically the CIA had a program where they were having people who claim to be psychic sit in a room alone and find themselves beaming their consciousness 
consciousness to different time spaces and, and places within the world in the multiverse. Okay. Now they successfully completed many missions. They they found uh, military weapons with this program, and and it was basically uh, created and then shut down and built under a different name, and then created and then shut down and then built under a different name. Um, but this is a very real thing that the CIA poured so much money into that they found results and they ran with it. Okay. Um, now one, this is basically notes from one of the remote viewing sessions and they had it happen so consistently, um, that they decided to actually put this in here. Um, so they say there's a picture of a lizard. Now they're doing these like remote viewing sessions and they have pictures of like kimonos. Oh, this isn't the one that I'm looking for. Hmm. So this was a different remote viewing session where they had that, but okay. So there's the different document. Let's see if I can find it here. CIA remote viewing uh, lizard. There's like this, it sounds so wild, but when it's just a weird correlation, right? If, if, if nothing else. Um, so let's see if we can find this. Cause I, I it's a very interesting, uh, interesting correlation between this and the Royal family. Um, so give me a second here, but while I'm doing that, let's go ahead and pull this article up. It's, it's, it's basically David Icke is the one that they were just talking about. And here is the interview that they were discussing there. It was in 2000 that I first discovered David Icke's book, The Biggest Secret. In it, he writes about a global conspiracy, a hidden hand manipulating humanity's destiny through the shadows, using those who seem to be in power. And the goal of these shadow people? Nothing less than an Orwellian global superstate with total control at the hands of an ancient reptilian shapeshifting race. So we took a ferry to the Isle of Wight to spend the day with David Icke, Britain's leading conspiracy evangelist and the one man standing between us and total enslavement. Hey! Ah, Kev, nice Ike. to meet you. Nice to meet you. Good trip? Yes, yes, it was. Welcome to my abode. There's not much to see, <laughs> but I like it. What do we got here? Well, this is um, things that I've collected over the years. This is fantastic. Someone yeah. in, someone in um, uh, Hawaii actually painted this. This is what the painting is. This is the original of the front cover of my last book, Human Race, Get Off Your Knees, The Lion Sleeps No More. And uh, I, I asked my great friend, uh, an artist called um, uh, Neil Haig, to paint this picture for me with particularly those eyes. And that's humanity saying, no more, enough. No more little me, we're not having it anymore. In 1991, David Icke didn't believe in secret shape-shifting lizard fascists. He was a television celebrity. After arthritis had ended a promising career in football, he'd become a broadcaster. But that all ended in one remarkable appearance on The Terry Wogan Show. David Icke. In a turquoise tracksuit, he'd announced that he was the son of God, and the world would be ending that year. It didn't, and Icke seemed destined to disappear beneath a typhoon of public laughter. So it's, it's, quite, it's quite funny, really. You know, 2,000 years ago, had a guy called Jesus sat here and said these same things, you would still be laughing. It's really, really funny that we've not really moved on that much. They're laughing at you. They're not laughing with you. Fine. But Ike wouldn't disappear. He began to write. And over a series of increasingly successful books, he began to outline his philosophy. Humankind was not in charge of its destiny. It was the unwitting prisoner of a race of shape-shifting lizards who occupied the roles in the highest echelons of society, 
From presidents to royal families, all trusted public figures were secretly part of a reptilian, Satanist pedophile group who had been on this planet for centuries. People began to take notice of Ike, and today he spends most of his year preaching to amphitheaters full of fans. He's still making startling revelations, and recently he declared the moon to be a hollowed-out planetoid space station from which our minds are controlled. The lizard's very own Death Star. Don't mention the reptiles. Don't mention the reptiles, two. yeah. Because there, there were people, when this started to come in, people who, who were kind of into my stuff uh, up to that point, which was kind of regular. So let's break this down a little bit because it sounds quite wild as we talk about it. But let's start here. The idea is that article of the, the literally the, the pictures that he has drawn here is the pictures almost identical to the CIA remote viewing pictures of the shadow reptile person behind the actual person. Okay, now let's break this down to three different ways. The first way being that, okay, the CIA talks about that being in the remote viewing sessions. One, doesn't mean that it's true, but it means that it is interesting. Number two, the our own government, Congress, has come out to say that there is absolutely UFO or UAP activity of outside entities that have technology that we do not have today. That's number two. Okay. Number three, there's absolutely a pedophile ring of elites that are out there. And then you get deeper down that hole and start reading about adrenochrome, right? Using the, these, uh, you know, acts and things to, to do some type of ritualistic weirdness. Okay. So there's absolutely that. Okay. Three out of three. Okay. One being that there's absolutely Epstein in the elite pedophile ring. Two, being that there's absolutely Congress-approved UFOs and UAPs. Three, being that there is absolutely, absolutely, without a doubt, without a doubt, there is CIA documents still on the Freedom of Information Act today on the CIA's own website showing these reptilian people, okay? Three for three on some type of realistic corroboration between those three little aspects, which are very interesting, okay? So absolutely, absolutely a conversation to be had, and they just try to make this guy look loony. But let's go ahead and continue this. Well, it's a bit strange because it was all the way the war was manipulated by a few people, but it was all kind of regular stuff. Um, and then I, I came across with this stuff, and it was Get like, it out of the way. Don't mention the reptiles. They'll just laugh at you again. I said, I know, but I've seen enough and heard enough to believe that it's real, and so I say it. I don't care about the consequences for me. I, they, are you frightened? No, I'm not. I don't care because the consequences for the world and my children and my grandchildren and everyone else's. Oh, and by the way, when they caught that pedophile, the one who ran the entire pedophile ring of the Hollywood elites, oh yeah, he killed himself, allegedly, inside of his cell, allegedly, where all of the video footage, allegedly, was gone. If you don't think that Epstein's sitting on an island somewhere with his reptilian bodysuit drinking pina coladas, <laughs> maybe not the second part, but the likelihood that that man is still alive and escaped, right, or was escaped... <laughs> Right? He absolutely wasn't suicided by some random steroided out guy who was an ex-cop. No, absolutely not what happened. No way. Epstein didn't kill himself to this day. So just wanted to mention, in case you forgot that point, the one who was running that whole pedophile trafficking ring of Hollywood and political elites, including the royal family, allegedly died with no video evidence in a cell that was being watched by security in a maximum security prison Oh, and by the way, the video footage is gone. 
of, of humans not intervening in this process that's going on now ever more quickly are that we are condemning our children and grandchildren, indeed ourselves it's that close, to, to a, a, a world that George Orwell so massively understated. Can we have a look at the, where, where, the, where the work gets yes. done, where, where, like the, where it all happens? This is, um, this is where it, it all happens, and as you can see, it's really small. It is really um, small. Because, you know, I look at my life, and, and I, I don't see my life as a life anymore. I haven't for a while. I see it as a job. Mm. So this is the new one. Yeah, this is the, the this is this is the German version, isn't it? Look at the size Jeez, of it. Yeah, <laughs> three hundred fifty thousand words. That in one book is the scale of information that has come into my life about these things. See, that is not a theory. That is evidence supporting a fact. What was like the first book that really struck you? Because uh, I know there was a c couple for me, but I, you, you're familiar with uh, Robert Anton Wilson, and yeah. The, and yeah. I just liked it because it was funny and it tied a lot of points of interest together. And he sort of pointed me in different directions, even though he wasn't really a conspiracy theorist no. trying to say anything. He just, he, tie, he, he, he put things together I'd never saw. You know, right. he'd, he'd connect dots that had never occurred to me, which turned me to like Holy Blood, Holy Grail and some yeah. of these that, other I mean, that's, that, that, you've just hit the nail right on the head of my work and what you need to do to understand what's going on. Connect the dots. Mm. See, there, there are dots Pretty sure we just connected a few of our own dots here, but let's see what dots they connect. <laughs> like banking, government, all these different things, 9-11, um, which in and of themselves are interesting. And you can see that something's not right, but when you connect the dots between apparently unconnected people and, and situations and organizations, that's when the tapestry appears and you go, whoa, so that's what's happening. David had told us that his first moment of enlightenment had occurred when a voice entered his head while shopping with his son on the seafront. This is the news agent I told you about, where basically it all started. I, I was walking along here and I walked in this door and turned. All right, that's enough. But if I can get David Icke on this podcast, that would be incredible. If you know him, let me know. Happy to have a conversation with the guy. It is quite quite the interesting uh, discussion there. But three for three on some type of corroboration between those three things. Aliens, pedophile elites, oh, and, you know, Jeffrey Epstein and UFOs, right? All, all of those things could, you know, are different little strings that we have 100% known for a fact is true. Every single one of them. Anyways, there's one of them. <laughs> the next thing that we're going to do, but before we do that, the first thing I needed to do is go ahead and hit that subscribe button. If you didn't do it already, I'm not even going to ask why. I forgive you. I forgive you. Okay. I won't even ask you again, except for the next time that I ask you, but all you got to do is hit that subscribe button. And the next time that I ask you, you won't feel bad about not doing it. So hit that subscribe button, leave a five-star review, head over to redpillrevolution.co, and you can sign up directly under my license for life insurance. No third-party ads here, none of that BS. Just you making sure that you don't leave your family with a bunch of debt when you inevitably die from reptilian aliens taking over the world and, you know, I don't know, implanting you with chips. Okay, so just go ahead, head over there right now before the reptiles take over the world and, yeah, I don't know, you know, harvest us for our, our blood um, and get some life insurance because then at least if your family is alive still and aren't being harvested, then they get some, some money. 
So yeah, do that. Go <laughs> redpillrevolution.co. All right, so let's move on to the next one on this list, which is another very deep dive that's kind of somewhat intertwined into this, and we'll get to that in even uh, just a second here. So the next one on this list is that the, um, we just talked about that one. The very next one is that Queen Elizabeth I was actually a farm boy named Neville. Eh, not that interested in that one. But there is another one that is that Prince Charles, the, Prince Charles, the king now, who took over the, quone, the throne, Prince Charles, <laughs> the king who took over the throne from Queen Elizabeth, has himself said that he is a descendant of Vlad the Impaler. Okay, Vlad the Impaler was a ruler in the 14, I believe, 1470s. I have the article up here. Let's go ahead and read a little bit about Vlad the Impaler. So Prince Charles, again, king, now took over the throne of the most powerful entity in the world, the royal family, now the king of everything, basically, including Canada, uh, said that he's related to Vlad Dracula. And Vlad Dracula was also known as Vlad the Impaler, which was a ruler during the 1400s. Okay, so it says in this article written by all that is interesting or all that's interesting, the terrifying true story of Vlad the Impaler, history's real Dracula. But before we do that, let's go ahead and just verify my claim. And here is Prince Charles himself saying that he is related to him at the very end of this video. My journey will take me through the foothills where ancient villages survive practically unchanged despite Romania's stampede towards modernization. Uh, it's Romania being modern-day Transylvania, actually, which apparently is a real thing. So here, here he is discussing this with Prince Charles, and he says that he's related to him. in like, almost this, like, weird little, ooh, like, telling him something, that, like, he's, he's cool for it. So here it is. Ancient of Carpathia's medieval villages, and His Royal Highness Prince Charles, who can trace his ancestry back to Romania's dark and distant past. The genealogy shows that I'm descended from Vlad the Impaler, So I do have a bit of a stake in the country. As it were. The genealogy shows that I'm somewhat related to Vlad the Impaler. <laughs> like, how creepy does he sound? And like, he's like just shoving it in your face that he's married to this, like literally comparable to like Genghis Khan, right? Which I guess most people are related to Genghis Khan, like a vast percent, like 20% of people are in some way, shape or form related to Genghis Khan, uh, but not Vlad the Impaler. And anybody who does, uh, probably doesn't say it that creepy, but Vlad the Impaler, if you didn't know, was basically who was based off of, or the, the novel Dracula was based off of. So it says in this article, responsible for killing 80,000 people and impaling 20,000, Vlad Dracula committed some of the world's gr grisliest acts as ruler in the 15th century. In 1897, writer Bram Stoker published the novel Dracula, the classic story of a vampire named Count Dracula who feeds on human blood, hunting his victims and killing them in the dead of night. The Count Dracula in the book, which contemporary critics described as the most blood-curdling novel of the century, was Stoker's own creation, but many believe the bloodthirsty villain was partly inspired by Vlad the Impaler, the terrifying ruler of Wallachia, part of present-day Romania in the mid-1400s. 
Vlad III earned his fearsome nickname from impaling more than 20,000 people and killing as many as 60,000 others during his bloody reign. He was even said to dine among his impaled enemies and dip his bread in their blood. Now, that's not just said to be. There's literally like f factual depictions of him doing so in paintings that were done of him literally feasting at a table with all of these dead people around him and having a, a cup or a goblet full of their blood that he was drinking. And, and the people were like very uh, disgusted by this. But there's actually like artists who sat and painted these scenes from my understanding of, of this uh, actually happening. So it says that because the historical record is so often spotty when it comes to the story of Vlad the Impaler, uh, we know only that he has he was born between 1920 or 1428 and 1431, a three time uh, or a time of unrest in Wallachia. What the hell? Wallachia. What kind of name is that? His mother, the queen, came from the Moldovian royal family, and his father was Vlad II, Dracul, a surname that translates to dragon. Hmm, very interesting comparison there between that last article that we read, and was given to, uh, to Vlad the II after his induction into a Christian crusading order known as the Order of the Dragon. Interesting. Young Vlad had two brothers, Mercia and Radu. Due to Wallachia's proximity to the warring factions of Christian-ruled Europe and the Muslim-ruled Ottoman Empire, Dracul's territory was the site of constant turmoil. In 1442, the Ottomans called for a diplomatic meeting and invited Vlad Dracul. He saw an opportunity to educate his young sons in the art of diplomacy, so he brought Vlad III and Radu with him. But Dracul and his two sons were captured and held hostage by the Ottoman diplomats instead. The captors told him that he would be released, but he had to leave his sons. Dracul, believing that it was the safest option for his family, agreed. Fortunately for Vlad III and his brother, during their time as hostages, the two princes received lessons in science, philosophy, and the art of war. It's an interesting way to treat a enemy. However... Things were far worse back home. A coup orchestrated by local warlords known as the Bayor overthrew Jakul. In 1447, he was killed in the swamps behind his home while his oldest son was tortured, blinded, and buried alive. Wow, that's horrible. Vlad III was freed soon after his family's death, and at the time, he began to use the name Vlad Dracula, meaning son of the dragon. When he returned to Wallachia, he transformed into a violent ruler, soon earning his moniker Vlad the Impaler in disturbing fashion. Uh, now, this is going on to show the images of what I was talking about, um, the actual drawings that were made. And there's like a bunch of people up on stakes and him sitting there at a table with a goblet with uh, bread and meat um, and all of these people with their uh, arms and extremities being severed from their bodies. So there's that. Um, it says here, this is going on about the how Vlad the Impaler took power and embraced brutality. It says in 1448, Vlad returned to Wallachia to take back the throne. The man who had taken his father from the man who had taken his father's place. He succeeded, but after just a few months, the disposed Vladislav returned and took back the throne. But in 1456, Vlad returned with an enemy or with an army in support for Hungary and was able to take the throne from Vladislav for a second time. Legend has it that Vlad personally beheaded his rival Vladislav on the battlefield, and once he was back on his father's throne again, his reign of terror truly began. Some historians believe his family's horrific deaths were that what turned Vlad III into Vlad Tepes, the original Romanian for Vlad the Impaler. Some accounts state that Vlad was subjected to beatings and torture during his imprisonment during the, under the Ottomans, which may also be where he learned the tradition of impaling enemies. 
Soon after he took his throne back, Vlad had enemies of his own to deal with. Some of the Wallachia considered Vladislav II a better leader, which caused uprisings in villages across the region. The returning monarch knew he had to assert his dominance over the people. So he decided to host a banquet and invite his opposition. It didn't take long before the festivities turned bloody. Vlad's dissenting guests were stabbed to death, and their still twitching bodies were impaled on spikes. And from there, Vlad's violent reputation only continued to grow as he defended his throne and devastated his enemies time and time again via the grisliest methods imaginable. Wow. So, quite, quite the guy. This is a fairly long article, but it's definitely worth the read. It goes into more about Vlad the Impaler. It talks about uh, basically what his reign was was after that. Um, so let's let's read a little bit more of this, then we'll move on to one of the last ones here. But there is an interesting uh, theme here between snakes and dragons and reptilian people and blood and, uh, you know, royal families. Vlad the Impaler was an undeniable bru undeniably brutal ruler. Nevertheless, much of Christian Europe supported his strong uh, if macabre defense of Wallachia from various incursions from Muslim Ottoman forces. In fact, even Pope Pius expressed admiration for the notoriously violent ruler's military feats. A threat to Europe was deemed a threat to Christendom and therefore the Pope. Though the real Dracula brought some stability and protection to a vulnerable region, Vlad III was still seemingly uh, relishing in his own brutality. During one of his successful campaigns against the Ottomans and Turks in 1462, Vlad wrote the following to one of his allies. He says, I have killed peasants, men and women, old and young, who lived and were, the uh, so there's just these names here, so lived at Oblusitza, so it's O-B-L-U-C-I-T-Z-A and N-O-V-O-S-E-L-O, -O -E -O. you pronounce it, then tell me I'm doing a bad job, and we can talk from there, because <laughs> I don't know who is pronouncing those correctly. Where the Danube flows into the sea, he, we killed 23,884 Turks without counting those whom we burned in homes, or the Turks whose heads were cut by our soldiers. Thus, your highness, you must know that I have broken the peace. The Turks gave him nickname Kazaklu Bey, meaning impaling prince. So, quite, quite the interesting thing to boast about that you're, uh, you know, a ruler of a, now the king of the throne, right? The, the king of England is bragging that he's related to a vicious, bloody killer who allegedly drank the blood of his victims and went through a secret order that discussed dragons all while you know david ike is crazy for saying anything about the uh the the race here <laughs> so it's just, you know maybe some interesting uh strings to pull on not saying i believe any of this but there's very some there's some very bizarre correlations when you start to look into the valid validation of the moving parts in all of this which we already kind of discussed right? So pretty, pretty bizarre. Um, and on that note, I had to do a quick episode for you guys talking about some of these things because I find them to be extremely interesting correlations and intertwinings of the conspiracy world, the historical world, and in many cases, CIA documents and, you know, things that Congress is talking about. So, Take that information and do with it as you please. But I would like you to know that there's some very interesting things going on here. 
All right. Now, that is all we have for today. But again, I appreciate you so much. Thank you so much for listening. Um, God, or what do you say? Uh, you know, God bless the king, right? Do we say king now or do we say queen? I don't know. God bless the reptilian family of incestuous people who protect pedophiles and could be controlled by interdimensional beings, according to some people. And on that note, have a great night, guys. <laughs>